Why, hello there, and welcome to Cringe Vangelical. Uh, I am your host, as always, Elena Paris, and we are here today um, with something a little different, something that I had said I would do, and now we're going to test it out, and that is reading um, written submissions from listeners who are not comfortable maybe coming full on, um, but are comfortable with me reading their story. So we have two stories today, one um, that's pretty funny, and the other that uh, gets dark at the end. Um not in a way that uh, directly impacts that person, but just in almost like a like an unfiction true crime way. I'm waiting for like Nick Nocturne to take that story and be like, wait a minute. Um, but anyway, um, I just wanted to give that little one a huge trigger warning. Um, the second story does involve uh, what rhymes with piled pornography. Um, so just be wary of that. There's nothing explicit. It's just names. But for a lot of people, that's enough. Uh, that's an incredibly sensitive subject. So I wanted to give that one. Um, just be careful. That again will be the second story. Um, so when I start that, feel free to skip through it. Um, and then I might end with a little something special as a palate cleanser. Um, I'm thinking about doing a monthly uh, do should Christians watch anime special that this will be based off of because I'm finding so much good mommy blog content about how anime is um, satanic and also encouraging us to lust, which oh, that's admitting a lot for the person who wrote that. But anyway, without further ado, this is Cringe Vangelical and thanks for listening. Okay, so our first story today is from Anonymous, uh, and it involves VBS. This person uh, was specifically reminded of this while listening to my VBS um, story. Thank you for listening. Um, and I'm just going to read it as they wrote it. Um, it says, I have a cringy VBS horror story. And when I was little, I went to a VBS that was called No Joke Rickshaw Rally. It was an extremely evangelical VBS program themed around Japan. I love where this is going. It was extremely exotifying and fetishizing of Japanese and East Asian cultures. Mind you, this was taking place in a rural part of New England. I would be shocked if there was a single non-white child in the program, let alone one of Asian descent. I definitely don't recall any Asian adults involved in running it. I actually think I remember that they had videos that they played every day and only a few of the kids in those videos performing these VBS skits were actually Asian. And I think one of the Asian kids was sort of the heel, um, heel being like the bad guy of the episode, doubting the good Christian claims and being selfish and unhelpful in the games they were playing and stuff. By the way, this person's incredibly insightful. Um, even like you can tell as a child about like what's problematic about this, just like to point that out that they think we're stupid, but we're not. Um, I was probably somewhere from seven to 10 at the time. And of course, I had been extremely saturated in this method of cringy child evangelization, uh, children's evangelism fellowship nonsense for basically my whole life. So I didn't notice any issues with it at the time, besides the fact that the lessons were boring. I still think, though, that they remember this stuff shows that, like, it still stuck out to them. Like, this is just something I'd like to say if it helps people feel better, that, like, the fact that these problematic parts stuck out means that you knew, like, even though you couldn't put your finger on what was problematic, you felt it. So I do I do want to say, like, 
yeah. Every time I think about it, how I feel so embarrassed and horrified that this was a thing that just happened. This was the same place that I remember going to a young Earth creationist program thing. Uh really taught about how evolution isn't real. Oof, a mood. I recall that it offered many tips for how to be annoying to your teachers, which includes if you get questioned by your teachers for these extremely unscientific claims, then the perfect gotcha is to ask them, where were you there? Oh my God. Yeah. It was not until later when I was relaying this hot tip to someone else that I was made aware of the obvious fallacy here, which is that the child posing the question was clearly not there either. (laughs) Sorry. I love it. Oh, my God. Fortunately, this was not the church that my family attended regularly, but unfortunately, it was still considered to be a good non-denominational church locally. And I went to these programs with the full knowledge and blessings of my parents. Um, So thank you to Anonymous. That is good. Um, Rickshaw Rally. I, I have a lot of questions like, why is the Japanese theme ri- like who's ever been somewhere in japan called rickshaw rally whatever i wow well thank you anonymous we appreciate the story um i'm medium i mean it seems like it was a neutral experience more just boring but um thank you for sharing i'm glad it wasn't too traumatizing based on what i'm reading uh but definitely problematic and really weird so Thank you. Next, we're on to the story. The story's from Rachel. Uh, Rachel from New England. Go Red Sox. Um, this is Rachel's story. Hers is about a youth group summer camp. So, wow. Yeah, we're very inspired by the summer programming. I find these are the stories people feel the weirdest about telling because... Um, Sometimes they don't directly involve like a church service, so people just feel like kind of weird about it. So I do appreciate both these folks sharing these stories. These tends to be the one that are um, more difficult to get across to non-evangelical folks or folks that grew up Christian in a non-evangelical way. Um, So this one starts and this one's a lot longer. Uh, This one is a lot heavier. Be prepared. So every summer, my youth group would go to a summer camp uh, on the East Coast and volunteer there for a week as a short-term mission trip. Sorry, East Coast of the U.S. I'll keep the name of the camp city anonymous, but our connection to this camp was because a missionary couple from our church was stationed there and lived worked there permanently. So during our week-long visit there, we would go to this couple's home for dinner one of the nights for our stay. I'm going to call them Mary and Will for the sake of this story. Stop. Okay. This particular visit took place the summer of 2013 when I was 15 years old. Earlier that year, Mary had been diagnosed with cancer and her husband, Will, was almost completely deaf as he had been slowly losing his hearing over the years. So for one of the days of our trip, we went to Mary and Will's house and deep cleaned their entire house. Such a like youth group thing to like just go to someone's house and be like clean these whatever my youth pastor split us all into groups and assigned us an area of the house to work on my job was vacuuming the second floor so i finished pretty quickly compared to the others that had more nitty-gritty tasks when i finished vacuuming i went to my youth pastor and asked him if there was another area i could help out in he told me to check with two girls in the basement we'll call them katie and alex and see if they needed a hand i told him sure and went down towards the basement door before i went downstairs one of the other youth leaders sally pulled me aside and said katie and alex are cleaning out the basement which hasn't been touched since me will and mary moved in over five years ago 
I love that like Will and Mary just have a rando third youth, whatever. Okay. So whatever you find, just throw out. Mary told me that she hasn't even looked down there in years, so everything can go. I told Sally, okay, and made my way down to the basement. I'd like to put up a red flag that this person... Like, this is an incredibly thorough and specific conversation. Just pointing that out. Very thorough, very specific. When I got down to the basement, I found Katie and Alex crouched down on the dirty floor surrounded by boxes and half-full trash bags. Hey, guys, I said, I finished my job, so I was told to come down here and help you out. They both looked at me completely pale. You'll never believe what we found, Katie said in a low voice. Confused, I made my way over to them and saw what they were crouched around. Look, Alex told me and handed me an old stack of papers and a manila folder. I opened the folder and looked through what turned out to be various court documents containing incriminating information that the tenant of the house prior to Will and Mary was a predator of some nature. One of the documents was a restraining order that forbid this man from being within a certain mile radius of the local university due to complaints about his inappropriate behavior. The documents also included what I assumed to be trial documents from multiple arrests that were all of the same predatory nature my jaw dropped as i looked at katie and alex what even is all this was this guy a criminal i asked katie nodded and proceeded to tell me more of what they found there were boxes of um corn pornographic magazines as well as multiple folders with printed images that i never looked at but katie told me were full of creepy shit and let's all leave it at that as katie told me oh yeah as we kept digging we found our undeveloped film that appeared to contain photos of teenage girls doing what i couldn't tell what in the okay have you seen that movie vhs where they go into the abandoned house and find like tapes this is vhs shit poughkeepsie tapes shit this is unfiction shit this is unbelievable i'm calling nick crowley on youtube and being like yo help me out here this is wild this is a fucking barbarian ass story oh my god uh the person who did rickshaw rally is probably still listening like holy f man anyway uh, <laughs> the most disturbing of it all were the tapes there were boxes of dvds and vhs tapes labeled with various names which i only assumed to be the names of kids as we moved more boxes we also unconverted some old clothes oh uncovered some old clothes while wow, they were in such the evangelical mindset they converted anyway uh they were extremely dirty and covered in blood you read that right blood what in the barbarian ass fuck is this shit oh my god sorry i'm swearing so much this is crazy it also stained the concrete basement floor we found so much more shit than that but that's the most of what i can remember all these years later needless to say we were freaked the fuck out and went to our youth leader sally the one who told me mary had never been in the basement which by the way if you're a homeowner you've been to your basement you have to go to your basement it, it ugh. You've been in your basement. There can be what, whatever. Uh, we told her everything we found, expecting her to call the police or something. All she said was we needed to throw everything away and not tell Mary or Will what we found. They'd be so embarrassed knowing that they sent you girls down there with no knowledge of what you found. We don't... Oh, I'm going to have to... We don't want to add more stress to their plate. That mm, big old red flag. I. They knew. I'm sorry. They knew. Who doesn't go to their basement in five years? Bullshit. And that was that. We piled all the possible corn, CP specifically, 
court documents and bloody clothing into garbage bags and chuck them in the dumpster behind the house. That's, by the way, that adult, that's called um, removal of evidence. That's illegal. And the FBI, not just the police. If it's corn of that variety, the FBI. You, you threw out evidence. You, you put kids and made them complicit in throwing out evidence. Sally. That's not her real name. Fuck Sally. Anyway, it wasn't until about four or five years later. Oh, and they could never speak of it again. That's normal because I'm sure these kids' parents would love to hear this story. Uh, it wasn't until about four or five years later when I went to college and retold that story that I realized how fucked up it was that we didn't call the cops. And by the way, this person went to a religious college. So other like kids who grew up in that realm, just for clarity, that's how intense this is. I felt a lot of guilt that I hadn't even realized I had repressed for so long. Guilt that I didn't report a predator that might have abused more kids after our discovery in Will and Mary's basement. Ugh. This is such a common feeling and actually it's kind of in the VBS one too of like I was a kid and like I didn't do anything. Like ugh. they put us in these horrid positions. I, I know that feeling. I get it. Now that I'm 25 and far, far removed from that situation, I realize that the guilt I felt should not have been on me. Oh, thank God you realize it. The literal child to report what we found, but the grown adult that we told. The fact that Sally willingly turned a blind eye to what was very clearly evidence of criminal activity is extremely disturbing in hindsight. I can't remember for the life of me what the guy's name was. Um, I, he, yeah. Uh, Otherwise, I would Google him and see where he is now. All I can say is whoever he is, I hope he's not hurting any more kids. I personally did look up like that area because I have more specifics that the person sent me. I couldn't find any like arrest history of someone who was maybe banned from like local colleges and stuff. But I did um, look it up and I couldn't find anything. I follow a lot of like, uh, like I mentioned a couple YouTubers earlier, but I follow a lot of the like, um, true crime ish uh like nick crowley nexpo i mean nick nocturne does unfiction but or he's nightmind but um that kind of stuff and i even kind of searched their channels for something that sounded similar because this is the exact kind of story they do um wow like i don't even i knew the story was gonna be intense but that is just so bad and problematic i really appreciate you trusting me with that story both of you um I thought it was interesting that I think it's interesting that even like what I find to be the least less like intense uh, episodes will like unlock memories. Um, even this story that uh, Rachel sent me about the CP um, reminded me of when I was in youth group. Our youth leader made us all write down on a piece of paper where and when we'd seen corn for the first time and then read it all out loud and then told us all how um we had all seen corn and but like not everyone had read the bible and how it's easier to get a hold of corn than bible which by the way that was sexual harassment of children just putting it out there asking kids to write down when and where they saw corn and then reading it out loud is inherently weird and then this person went on to rant about how their brother-in-law was arrested and served five years in prison for CP, the distribution and watching of it, and how 
uh, he could be saved and changed and how we all could be because we also have watched corn, even though the corn we watched was with adults. Also, one of the kids in that youth group said that they watched corn for the first time with their uncle in their basement at four. And I'm pretty sure that's the youth leader's son because he was there. And like, come on, your, your brother-in-law was just arrested his uncle. Come on, you idiot. So that's what it reminded me of. This actually, that story kind of sent me in a tailspin, not like to blame them or anything, but it's just interesting how we all have these horrid, horrid stories about that subject. Um, but thank you, Anonymous. Thank you, Rachel. We have uh, those two. I'm going to play a little music and then I'm going to do a palate cleanser. I have found a mommy blog about Naruto that is pretty good. Um, I didn't want to end on that note, but I did want to thank you guys. Obviously, this will be a little bit shorter of an episode, um, but I really appreciate that's kind of how it would work if you bring it in. Uh, I am going to send this, this, uh, I always send my final cut to the people who wrote it so they get to hear it okay at that kind of thing if it makes you guys feel more comfortable if you do send it in i just want to know that's something i always do um but i appreciate it and thank you guys Okay, and welcome to our Naruto palette cleanser. Um, who doesn't love a little Naruto? You know, nice, nice little show. Um, this is from a frequently asked questions. Um, can Christians watch Naruto? Listen up, kids. This is exciting. Yes, Christians can watch Naruto. Thank God, because this anime shows no oversexualization of the characters. Uh, Okay. Christian believers should use discretion when deciding whether or not they can watch Naruto or any other anime. This de decision should be guided by prayerful consideration and discernment. I want to meet a person who prays if they can watch Naruto or not. I want to hear that conversation like, should I watch Naruto? Uh, oh my God, I can't. <sighs> Are qu Christians allowed to watch anime? Scripture condemns illicit sexuality, which is why some Christians question their ability to watch anime. Everyone can has the ability to watch anime. It's should. <laughs> wow. Okay. Lustful thoughts are equated with illicit action. That is any sexual act outside of marriage. And they drop a Bible verse. Anime often features scenes that could encourage lust. Wow. Okay. Is there Christianity in Naruto? There are definitely characters and story elements that are very close to Christ Christian biblical characters and elements, but the morals the series tries to tell aren't really Christian. Is there religion in Naruto? Masashi Kishimoto's Naruto uh, sustains a hidden connection with the religion of Buddhism in Japan. Its connection to Buddhism is what helps the manga anime thrive as key characteristics and values from the religion are evident in the manga and anime. Okay, well, I mean, in that area, Buddhism is just more popular. I mean, how is that different from someone who's completely not Christian using, like, biblical elements because of, like, the literary importance of the Bible? I mean, I don't... whatever. What is the spiritual meaning of Naruto? Naruto represents light and the properties that come from it, such as warmth, kindness, emotion, 
extroversion, etc. You shouldn't capitalize light in discussions of anime because now it sounds like Naruto represents light, like light Yagami from Death Note. Like, this person's never been around a bunch of weebs like I have. Come on, anyway. Uh, Sasuke represents dark and properties that come from it, such as cold, aloof, calm, introversion, etc. These qualities are reflected in character design from Naruto's hair, jumpsuit, and clan emblem. This is just like a literary analysis of Naruto. Oh, yes. There's a whole, oh my god. There's a whole YouTube channel dedicated to breaking down which animes Christian can watch. Oh, 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 oh I should Twitch stream that. Should Christians watch anime? Is anime evil? Oh my god. That looks electric. Oh, that looks good. How is God in Naruto? Who are the gods in Naruto? Joshin is a god whose presence has little to no origins. He was first introduced by Hidan in Naruto Shippuden uh, and was the source of his immortality. I'm sorry, I mispronounce. Like, I don't speak any form of Japanese and I watch dubs over subs because I struggle to pay attention sometimes enough to catch everything when the... Anyway, so I apologize. According to Hidan, Jeshin's ideology centered around violence and blood sacrifice. I think this person's looking a little too heavy into Naruto. Every episode I've seen is just like fighting and yelling. Anyway, who is called God in Naruto? Ninjas who reached extraordinary heights were given the title of God of Shinobi. Shinobi, sorry. Uh, throughout the series, only two ninjas were given the title: uh, Hashirama Senju and Hiruzen Sarutobi. I, the, how is this different than when, like, you call like Josh Allen, uh, quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, and um, secretly my husband? How, what, what about when we call him a god, like jokingly? Like, it's kind of like the same thing. Is Naruto based on a god? Naruto and Suzuki are ba- Sasuke, sorry, I keep pronouncing it Suzuki like the company anyway, are known for being the reincarnations of Indra and Ashura, but they are also inspired by the Japanese gods Rajin and Fujin. Though fans of Naruto know that the title character and Sasuke are god tier, they may not realize how far that goes. Again, this is just using cultural elements. Like, I don't think Christians realize how culturally ingrained they are. Like, this is, it's a literary. It's a writing tool to make something more interesting and more culturally relevant. This is so, by the way, racist is all get out. Does ninja, do ninjas believe in God? It says, does ninja believe in God? This person also skipped to the grammar part of school. Um, ninja, ninjas were also very spiritual people and their beliefs become an integral part of ninju, ninjutsu ninjutsu. One of the spiritual influences were Shinto, the way of the kami. Kami is the Japanese word for god or deity. You've heard of like Shinto shrines and stuff. It implies, however, a feeling for a sacred or charismatic force rather than a being. Man, I want to hear what this guy has to say about uh, Goku in Dragon Ball. <laughs> anyway, is Naruto godlike? Are Naruto and Sasuke on a god-like level? Korra. Oh my god, they just copy and pasted this from Korra. This is incredible. Are Naruto and Sasuke on godlike level? Absolutely not. It was thought to be the case because of how powerful they seemed relative to other shinobi. However, now we are know what actual gods are and they ain't a match to them at all. Why is Christianity an anime? It, this is not Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> Okay. It is primarily added to bring about a certain look and feel, but also because the story plot has some relation to the religion mentioned. 
again, it's a writing tool. If it wasn't Christianity, the animator storytellers would have added another foreign artifact to bring that certain look and fool feel aka cool factor so they're like complaining that christianity is just used like for a certain aesthetic but like how whatever i can't go on to my rants today this is just funny it's just funny who was the religious guy in naruto (laughs) who's asking these questions Hidan was one of the most foul-mouthed and disrespectful characters in the series contrary to being a religious person he frequently swore and complained at allies and opponents alike Ooh, we found an anime that talks about Jesus. It's called Manga Messiah. This one deals with the coming of Christ. Wow. So that is, uh, is Naruto okay for Christians? Wow. Really? Okay, I'm sorry. This person's going on about other animes now. But, um... Yeah, that was my palate cleanser. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad now that you know you're honoring God when you watch Naruto, but you are honoring Buddha a little more. So just think about that next time you watch a child's show, show, shonen. No, which one's the boys? Whatever. I'm not even, it doesn't matter. It's for fucking 13 year old boys to watch some animated Japanese people kick each other's ass on TV. That, that is what Naruto is. Okay. Like, it's fine to watch it. Watch it. There's nothing wrong with it. Thank you guys for listening to Cringe Evangelical. Of course, if you want to be on, just email me, message me on Instagram. Um, please uh, follow me on Instagram at Cringe Evangelical uh, with a little underscore. Uh, you can find me on Tumblr at Lainey is a Silly Goose. I'm finally making some headway on Tumblr. Uh, and kind of enjoying it a little bit more. Um, I haven't asked me anything, so feel free to ask questions there. I have some silly memes on there. Um, Also, if you are interested in maybe some books or movies or documentaries or so forth uh, that have helped me in deconstructing, feel free to reach out. I love to do that. If there's something you want to see me feature on any of my socials, let me know. Um, I am also have a website, cringevangelical.com. Um, I'm on every single podcasting, streaming. My YouTube's really behind, but I mean, you can check that out. Uh, but I really appreciate everyone who's been listening. The reach I've been getting is absolutely, it's like, I don't want to say unhinged because I love it, but it's its more than I thought. Um, I had medium expectations because I did know I at least had some people that would listen. So I knew I'd at least have a few listeners, but I wasn't expecting this reach so soon without monetizing this um because this isn't monetized this is really just a passion product of mine um but yeah feel free um to reach out i the the offer still stands that if you went to warrior camp in the uk that i will give you a tesco gift card so i know uh economy's tough over there so even if you just do it for a couple of jaffa cakes or something i understand but that being said, thank you for listening. Uh, this was quite a roller coaster episode, and I appreciate you all. Thank you.